so sweet a life without it is so bitter But baby, I'm still rocking with you No, I ain't a quitter Darling, don't you waste my time Let me know what's on your mind Seems like a mess, don't wanna change Just wanna tell you so Tell me what you're thinking, babe And tell me what you're drinking, babe I wanna be a cup of tea, boy Brew just how you like it All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Live in the Studio. Today, we are here with Melody. Melody, can you uh, introduce yourself to us and sure. and tell us? So the first conversation was, is like, what am I going to introduce as? Right. Um, so my name is Melody Alexis Jackson, and I'm using my full government name right now <laughs> <laughs> so I can explain this next part. Um, on stage, I go by MAJ. E-M-A-E-J-A-I, which is a spelling out of my initials. So there we go. <laughs> so so for people that don't know, um, for your music, what are you, you releasing your own original music right now? Or, or you know, you're playing out in Charlotte, kind of mm-hmm. tell people what you do. Yeah, I um, have been for, I guess, the past few years um, gigging in Charlotte occasionally, at least, and singing backgrounds more often. Um, but yes, I am working on my own music. Um, I do a little bit of production, so getting all that done myself at this point in time. Um, and I've been saying that I'm going to be releasing a single for the past two or three years. So I have stopped yeah, we've giving all been there. <laughs> deadlines and dates. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, our first EP. Um, so we dropped as a band mm-hmm. we dropped the ep in 2019 in january right nice. that's when we did yeah. that and the way that i kind of approached that i had same thing like we had been saying we're gonna put out a song we're gonna put out this we're gonna do this forever yeah. and eventually i just like scheduled a listening party and invited everybody there you go and <laughs> so we had like i think not like a ton like because i didn't want it to be like a oh people are gonna expect it like you know but i probably mm-hmm. had Maybe you think we invited like 15 people over. Yeah. And like, hey, we're working on an EP. Do you guys want to come hear it on this day? And I just like threw out a day. Gotcha. And we, I remember getting to that time and it's just like, oh man, it was the struggle was real to get them all finished up. One of them, yeah. we tracked the harmonies like like three hours before oh people goodness. got there. We were still <laughs> just like coming in hot. <laughs> um, when you're so with your recording process at home, are you, you know, have you, I know you're making, you sell beats, right? That's something I've yes, seen online. So is that yeah. how you kind of got into production? Uh, no. Uh, so I went to school um, for emerging media and communication. Oh, okay. And um, really the goal that I had in mind when I chose that major was I'm going to be doing my own stuff <laughs> for okay. my music career. Yeah. Um, and I want to know how to do that. So I guess I got my first uh, sound design and um, audio engineering classes there um, and kind of just started playing around in GarageBand when I got my first MacBook and, mm-hmm. you know, eventually upgraded to Logic, worked with Pro Tools at school a little bit and, you know, just kind of built my skills up by experimenting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the beat selling is relatively recent, relatively new for me. I was like, you know, I have all these things just sitting on yeah, my hard drive. Yeah, you're already making them. Exactly. Basically, I yeah. might as well yeah. get some use out of them. 
or somebody can yeah. get some use out of them. Was so. was there anything in school like working on like Pro Tools or stuff like that that you guys like? Was there an experience that you got to have that was kind of different or cool? Um. Well, I I would say that whenever we had like a free project to do, I would choose to do it about music or yeah. whether it was mine or talking about it. Um. And there was a music video that I did for a song that I wrote on a different YouTube channel. Mm. That's <laughs> is it still available? It, can it we go is find still, it? You know, not right you, now, but later. Know, I yeah, can we can it. we yeah. can look at it uh, later. I have to make sure that it's public. I know it's up, but <laughs> I have to make sure that it's public. But I had um, one, and I submitted it as a class project. Mm. Uh, one of my friends took the video, but um, I got to work in pro tools um recording we had like little recording studio rooms in school and yeah. zoom recorders and all kinds of stuff so yeah Do that was have, fun so now are you, is logic what you'd say is like your preferred mm -hmm. yeah 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 okay. <laughs> i i'm using uh I, so my first is kind of funny my first introduction to recording was um i had my dad had a coworker mm -hmm. that had bought up like a little mixer a few SM58s, like just like performance vocal mics, mm -hmm. and then a um, a copy of a software called Record, which is made by Propellerhead. Mm -hmm. And this was before I don't even know. How, ah, gosh, I don't know what year that software released, but it was really early. So gotcha. now they make Reason, mm -hmm. and this it was like the starter pack if you will like it was the 90 dollar something i don't know what it cost but it was the gotcha. all it could do was record gotcha you could not really do much else with it you could play your guitar into it and you could sing into it and there's like you know really basic like rudimentary mm -hmm. stuff in terms of making like like drum machines or whatever else but nothing that i really understood gotcha. it was just sort of like i want to remember the guitar riffs so i need somewhere to put them and yeah. that that was where it started for me and i got a copy of cubase i think like 4.5 mm -hmm. after that and i rocked four somewhere between four and six up until like less than a, like a year ago maybe yeah, like i mean gotcha. so we jumped maybe seven versions of cubase after all at once yeah gotcha. like <laughs> whatever however many we missed we jumped them all at one time and it was quite the uh adventure but mm -hmm. one of the cool things about dawes now is is that like more and more stuff's getting incorporated does mm -hmm. does logic i don't know i wouldn't know it uh does logic have a tuning algorithm they, in it yeah they stock? do have a uh, pitch do correction they? yeah mm -hmm. say i've never used it pro but, tools yeah. needs to add it i don't know understand <laughs> why the number one daw doesn't have pitch correction in it and then pro tools is just like not user friendly for first time yeah. users well neither is cubase but it, <laughs> <laughs> i think the the thing about it for me like pro tools it's just building around the standard mm -hmm. right like all yeah, these different studios sure. they all work together well because they're all using the same stuff and right I, i've always liked logic well and i didn't have it i i had it early on when i started doing stuff in like 2009 2010 and then didn't have it again until I bought this laptop like two years ago. And they mm -hmm. added all that drum machine stuff into yeah. Logic. And I was like, this it is, is so convenient. Fun. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you heard, we did a cover of Just the Two of Us. You've seen that I at all? I think I knew that you did it. We I don't know that. I'll show it to you to later. It. We did that all in, I did that, the drum parts all in Logic, which was really fun. That yeah. was just like, a, she got it on this. And I was like, I'm going to have fun we with this. And it's pretty dang good. I was yeah. surprised. And you don't even... Most of the stuff we do for like clients and stuff when I'm programming drums, I'm doing it all by 
literally like be, like note by note kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I've never really had like just like a it just throws out it just throws right. out grooves until yeah. you find one you like, which is really strange. Yes, <laughs> um, but I didn't I did enjoy it. Uh, I don't know that I would do it for all of them, but for like what we did that one time, it was just trying to come up with something simple and quick and yep. fun. But yeah, for um, sure. So how did you get started like uh, playing and singing and stuff? Um, so I took my first piano lesson at the age of three. My parents had the foresight to <laughs> put me in piano. I don't know if I was messing around with the piano and they thought it would be good or what. I just know that did you I, that like, was there. Have one in your home or something growing up? We had a little <clears throat> keyboard, like a little Casio mm, okay. with the little flimsy keys, and then um, when I was in first grade or second grade. Um, my school's principal donated her upright piano to me. She was oh. like, you know, it's just sitting here. My kids are gone, so you can have it if you That's want. Cool. And my parents just got rid of that piano this year, so it's been in there. Wow, that, all that whole time. time. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. awesome. And um, yeah, so um, I started at the age of three. Went through um, a few piano teachers in my lifetime. I didn't stop taking piano lessons until I was like in ninth or 10th grade. Um, and I've been singing for as long as I can remember pretty much. Um, started singing at church around third grade, I think. Mm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, my dad's a musician as well. So he would always be singing. I remember dad play. He, uh, plays, or he does tinkles a little bit on piano. Um, he tells you, or he will tell you that he doesn't play guitar, but that's a lie. <laughs> and um, he sings. Okay. So. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, was that like, was he gigging while you were growing up or was he playing at church while you were growing up or what that, cause her, so her mm-hmm. dad was a saxophone player, guitar player. He was, I mean, he was always playing at church, but he was also, they were mm-hmm. constantly at some club yeah. or wherever. And yeah. he was just, playing a sax solo which was pretty cool gotcha. did you kind of share any of that or um so my dad was a gigging musician um before um i got to the earth <laughs> um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> before i got here before you arrived. yes um and i think i remember him saying not personally remember him telling about uh when my mom got pregnant um he was like well i gotta start making some real money now so (laughs) um he moved to um different uh, avenues of employment after that yeah and he actually didn't accept christ until i was four which is around the same time that i i did so there wasn't as much of like the playing in church thing, but he was always playing around the house. Yeah. Um, and he's a songwriter as well. So always oh, writing songs. Cool. And do you have like yeah. favorite songs that your, that your dad's written? Like that yeah. come to mind? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I sure do. He has, um, I think the f- first one that sticks out. So quick segue um, or quick Go for detour, it. You got whatever. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad got me a guitar when I was in seventh grade, an acoustic guitar. Only he he really got himself a guitar because he's always <laughs> playing it. And hey, that's just smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, when I moved out, you know, technically I could have taken it because it was my guitar, but I'm like, yeah, 
it's yours. My mom calls it his girlfriend sometimes. <laughs> um, but the first song that he, I remember him writing on that um, was actually about tithes and offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like this fun little roundabout part at the end where it's like, overflow, cup runneth over, overflow, mm-hmm. cup runneth over. And you have to have like two people, two to, people to do it. Yeah. So oh, I really like cool. that one. That's cool. Did your dad write while you were growing up? My dad has the same problem I have where writing is not a natural, does not come naturally. And he would say that. That's not just me saying that. He would say that too. So Mm -hmm. I think he did. I don't think any of the songs he ever wrote were really like ever really saw the light of day. He probably has some like demos on cassette tapes somewhere Mm -hmm. that you could probably We have a couple like um, like cover band CDs, I think of his or like Christmas CDs specifically. Mm -hmm. He gets asked to do a lot just because... I think there are less and less people that play saxophone in yeah. like a in like a well, it's not just in sax. like a bar he, band he pretty setting. Much plays mm-hmm. everything that doesn't have a like a bow like a stringed instrument. He's really good. Nice. So. He's yeah. really good. Well, we want to feature him on a song at some point. We just <laughs> yes. haven't. They've lived. They lived in Seattle, literally, uh, from whatever we twenty fifteen twenty fifteen till now. They gotcha. moved back, so we just have not been in the same space so we went over there this past uh weekend right or mm-hmm. monday. monday and um they're like an hour and a half away now mm-hmm. and so we drove down there and like you walk up their stairs and it's it's pretty your dad's got his setup got like in full swing at this right point now. it's nice. pretty cool that's um, awesome yeah yeah uh so let me ask you um i know we were talking earlier uh about you you're doing vocal coaching right mm-hmm. now um, and I'm always curious for this because you were even, you even said it like some stuff comes more naturally to others mm-hmm. when you are teaching runs or when you're trying to develop or maybe just learn one that's new for you. Mm-hmm. Is there like an approach you have that is because I know it's something you're really good at. We had you in here tracking the other day and they were, it was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad I did well because <laughs> sometimes the vocals are like uh, not not this moment. The thing that I hate the most I think is when I do a great run and I didn't record it and (laughs) I can't remember how it went yeah it's just (laughs) gone so always press record when you can (laughs) um but as far as learning vocal runs I'd say one of the biggest things that's helped me is repetition and slowing things down (laughs) um So when you're doing a run, you want to be precise in hitting all of the notes. And oftentimes what's most impressive about runs is the speed with which people do it. But you can't learn how to do it when you're going that speed. So YouTube has a great feature that I tell all my students about just taking the uh, playback speed down to 75 or even um, 50 percent. And get all of those notes and then practice at that speed. And you'll find that your muscles will actually adapt to going between the different notes and you can speed it up and it sounds great. Hmm. So nice. Do you have like, do you remember any of like the first ones that you tried Um, early, early on? Like, or or maybe just like songs that you love to to sing when you're younger? Yeah. I think of this Karen Clark Sheard song. Um, I think it's called I Gotta Write. Um, and actually I didn't think that I could do runs. Um, I had somebody, um, early on tell me that, uh, yeah, your voice is not going to do that. Your voice is like mine. And I I just believe them. Um, (laughs) and when I first, uh, got into 
taking vocal lessons in eighth grade, uh, my vocal teacher was like, why not? Why can't you do it? And I was like, mm. that's a good question. Why can't I? Um, but she has a particular, she has a lot of friends. Karen Clark Sheard is, just, <laughs> you know, like definitely a vocal standard. Um, but yeah, I think that was one of the first ones that I took the time to, to learn. Um, and in more recent times, um, my current vocal coach had me working on I Care by Beyonce and... I had to slow that one down um, <laughs> from the going from the second verse into the chorus because I was like I I I, I can't get it <laughs> you know yeah. at regular speed. I watched um, I don't I I watched uh, the guy who mixed one of her songs. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was uh, he did like a seminar at Full Sail yeah. mixing one of her tracks. And I watched through this whole thing and literally like even you take like everything off of it. She's just insane. She's mm-hmm. very, very good. Absolutely. It's pretty cool to, you always know like people that are that like have a certain amount of like popularity. Like, you know that when you get up to that level, like mm-hmm. obviously you know that, that like Beyonce or Lady Gaga or, or Sia or like these people that like, they're just Adele, like these different people that are mm-hmm. just renowned for like how great they are. But then when you get to hear like a raw track of right. somebody like that, it's a different experience. You're Absolutely. like, oh, no, it's not like like they really are like that yeah. insane. Like Tori Kelly comes to mind, too. It's just, yes. It's just oh stupid how good she yes. is. Um, I just always kind of viewed it kind of like like anything athletic, like sports, like mm-hmm. anyone could run a marathon. Could. Some people are better at running yeah. than yeah. others. You know what I mean? But like like for me, like runs don't come naturally, especially ones that go up. And it's like, could I get to the point where I could run a 5K without dying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I going to? Uh, Ariana Grande is another one. Yeah. Like every time you watch her, I mean, it's just, it doesn't matter if she's on Jimmy Kimmel and there's no editing or if mm-hmm. she's on a record. It's just this exact same. Yeah. It's Absolutely. crazy. The vocal impressions are the fun ones from her yes. where she does like the Britney Spears stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty funny. Absolutely. Um, so when you're writing, do you have like a writing process like for your songs? Um, I, I feel like my process has changed so much. When I first started out, it was just like a what I was playing um, or I would play around on the piano more. So it was like a 50 50 toss up as to whether I was going to get the chords and melody first or if I was going to get the words first. Hmm. But now I feel like I draw more from experiences when I'm writing. So I'll usually get the words first um, or I'll get an idea and then yeah do gibberish for the (laughs) (laughs) syncopation (laughs) that I want for the rest of it and then once I've got all that down I'll just go and chord things out and figure out how I want the music to sound Hmm. when you're right now like genre wise what you're working on are you kind of going more acoustic based or are you going more like I know you're making beats so is Mm -hmm. it like where do you feel like that's falling in terms of genre right now I have no idea, yeah. honestly. Yeah, um, do you have a hope it's, like for it's, what you uh, want it to be? I'm kind of in the, or kind of of the opinion that I just want to make good music, whatever yeah. the genre is. And I kind of hate how for a lot of artists, they get kind of pigeonholed yeah, yeah. into a particular category. Um, like going back to... Um, Beyonce or Chloe and Hallie, for example, they have like a lot of different things that they do with their music and they experiment with. 
um, or a tank in the bangas or something like that. Mm. There's like a wide variety of stuff they do. Um, I also think of my, my sis, I call her my sister. I'm an only child, but I've adopted a lot of siblings. Um, <laughs> she goes by one way North Dominice Elcock. And she does like a fusion of rock, um, a little Afro, um, some R and B, a little like there's just mm-hmm. a, lot a lot in the pot. Yeah. Um. So for me, I guess I have a little bit of R and B, some gospel influences, a little rap, um, a little bit of jazz. So it's just, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Our, um, ours is a ours is a blend of our different upbringings, and that yeah. was a unique thing of like recognizing like oh crap like we if you were to put us if you looked at both of our playlists especially when we were younger of like what we were both listening to it was like here and here there was no (laughs) i would put on a song she'd be like can we change that she would put it on a song i'd be like can we change that Mm -hmm. i mean we just did not even still now we share a spotify account and he'll get on there sometimes he's like what are you listening to and i'm like i was trying to get hyped up okay (laughs) yeah it's like I, I i know now um our stuff sort of blends between uh if we're doing if we're doing like all the rose stuff it mm-hmm. it sort of blends our like her jazz slash kind of like i don't know your voice just lends itself to that so well yeah mm-hmm. having grit for rock so with sort of my taste for rock it kind of blends both those so it is fun to get to explore that and eventually Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know we don't really settle i would say on like styles overall Mm -hmm. but we do end up settling on like a like a pocket for like one album and Mm -hmm. then move on you know what i mean like just to try to keep them but i'm kind of in the same vein of like i if i'm writing i really don't limit too much yeah. i just kind of write yeah, we always comes. end up spending a lot of time like when you're on distro kid and you're trying to distribute your album and it's like what pick a two genres and you're like i don't, I don't know have, there's yeah. like 200 to pick from mm-hmm. have like, you ever I don't know, man. uh have you spent a lot of time on distro kid at all um i've i've been on it um actually i mean I've, there's not a lot yeah. to do but there is so <laughs> there's a there's a platform on there where you can submit people to like their personal playlists. Uh-huh. I got hooked on this like really bad. Yeah. All they do, you go on their page and and they will show you like they'll bring new artists after new artists by your page and you can mm-hmm. either upvote them or downvote them yeah. and it like pushes them to playlists. If you ever want to find like new music that's like so just all across the map you literally can like pick a genre and it'll just show you like a hundred different artists and you can just say whether you liked it or not Mm -hmm. i i probably did that for like two weeks straight i just loved it just enjoyed trying to get to hear whatever people do and some of them are really bad which is really fun (laughs) (laughs) like i mean I, i i don't remember any of the bad ones specifically but i remember just cackling at certain mm-hmm. points because it's just all sorts of stuff comes through i believe it um <laughs> uh so overarchingly we always ask everybody this mm-hmm. um what would you say music means to you music is a very dear friend of mine um i um uh, i think that whenever i am delighted or have a happy moment i naturally go into musical mode whether it's like just singing whatever I'm doing or Mm. you know um singing some song that's you know been on my heart um it's it's 
definitely like a, a language for me as well, something that I, I naturally speak and that I go to, especially when I'm happy, but has also helped me when I'm not so happy and I need something to help get me through. Um, and as a worship leader as well, um, throughout the years, I've found so many benefits in singing and in playing and just allowing the joy of the Lord to really come in and change the atmosphere in times when there is like a sense of depression or there is a sense of sadness or something that I need to work through or even like anger, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, just getting that out. Um, it's, it's a great Avenue. Um, and I love how music is a language that pretty much everybody can speak, whether or not, you know, you know, the words, if it's in a, a language that you don't speak, you can feel the music and, and communicate in that way. Mm. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. I, um, for me with, uh, with music, it was always like before I was even writing, um, really listening for stuff that I felt like, uh, just was really real. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you do find these artists, they really put kind of their their all uh, of themselves like into what they're writing. Mm-hmm. Like it really does translate. And even if you don't, like even if you haven't been through the same things, like a lot of times even this, the feelings that come up yeah. when you're listening to songs like that, like they're relatable, even if it's not the story specifically. Mm-hmm. You said that you do vocal lessons and mm-hmm. stuff like that right now. What is the best piece of advice you think you can give an emerging artist or someone who's taking lessons or working on their craft and that kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, I would say to take care of what you've been given, be a good steward over what you have. Um, so that, that goes into taking care of your vocals, whether it's, you know, drinking enough water and getting enough rest and just taking care of your body in general. Um, but it's also taking the time to develop those things that that you have. Um, if you have a strong point, make sure that you're doing everything that you can to hone that. But also, if you have a weak point, ask um, your vocal coach or look on YouTube because YouTube University is great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and of course, you want to vet those things because mm-hmm. anybody can can say mm-hmm. things on the internet yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, do your research. Especially and, vocally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to um, learn the wrong things there. Exactly. Um, but yeah, do what you can to develop what you already have and lean into what you have, um, rather than getting stuck in, um, comparing to other people. Um, I teach these two siblings, um, Sydney and Olivia, And they're so different. Um, Like Sid is, I'd say more laid back, but she's also, I think, more confident in the gifting that she has. And Olivia is very much, um, I don't know. I don't know. She's in your face (laughs) with her personality. (laughs) But at the same time, she's much more critical of herself. and I find that with her, sometimes she'll be like, well, I can't do it like you. I'm like, 
sweetie, you're nine. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm almost 30. So it's there's there's going to be a gap there, but you can do it like you and you're going to get to that point. Yeah. So, yeah, just stay encouraged and keep keep working on on finding who you are as a vocalist. Yeah, I think um, for me with uh, like one of the best pieces of advice I think I got uh, when I started was just not letting stuff stop you mm-hmm. from, from trying. So like, yeah. especially with recording, um, the idea that like, you're always going to be the best is just like, mm-hmm. you gotta just accept that that's not true. Yeah. And like, sometimes you're just going to sound not like you want mm-hmm. and, um, not letting that kind of be like a hurdle as a reason you don't, um, play the gig or go to the show or, mm-hmm you know, try to sing the song at the re- uh, recital or whatever, like all the different yeah. things have done through the years. Uh, just remembering like eventually if you keep going, I, it was interesting. You were talking about vocal runs. Mm-hmm. I had this thought earlier. And when you were talking about learning them and slowing them down, uh, I, it reminded me a lot of um, learning to play guitar on mm-hmm. like for higher tempo stuff. Yeah. Um, the slowing down on YouTube thing, that's real for that too. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, um, kind of like in the way you're talking about getting your vocal cords to kind of not sync up, but that's what it is for a guitar. Mm -hmm. Like one of the, most of the time uh, guitar players, like with tremolo picking, Mm -hmm. right? So it's, I want to say it's 30 second notes, but I'm not that musically inclined. So, um, and it's just like one note, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you're just picking that. Most people can kind of get there, but it's actually syncing that speed up with this hand and Mm -hmm. literally like, constantly making sure it's alternate picked properly and it's just such a similar sounding process to me Mm -hmm. i'm sure it it's probably a similar similar kind of like not just work ethic to approach it but then also Mm -hmm. like a not being so hard on yourself for a long time um have you had like a moment on stage that you felt like (laughs) like like a best or worst kind of moment on stage um so i remember one time i was playing at church and you know, just regular playing, I was fine. But yeah. um, the first lady came up and she was ministering for healing. She was like, Melody, sing to people's knees. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> In my head, you know, and I was, my leg was literally going like this like the whole just, time, yeah, <laughs> shaking. And I yeah. was like, you're a ligament. <laughs> oh. I was like, am I singing the right? Because, you know, she had yeah, never yeah. asked me to do this. She would ask um, other people sometimes yeah. to sing. But I was like, why me? Um, so, yeah, I definitely remember that as a shaky moment. Yeah. Were um, you younger for that? or No, I was 23, yeah. 24, something yeah. like that. Um, so, you know, it was just unexpected. I had... Uh... I had one. You were there for this too. I played a. I while I was still in vocal coaching, we did like every. I want to say it was like at least once a year, but it was like maybe four or five months. They would do like a recital, and everyone Mm -hmm. would have to have like a song prepped, and you go and sing your song or whatever. The song that I had was uh, "Man Who Can't Be Moved" by the Script, Mm -hmm. which I just had to look up. So when you see this cut in, (laughs) (laughs) but um, it was such a wordy song. Like I'm sitting here, and I remember the cadence, but I don't even remember every word within the cadence now. Like I know the melody, and I literally like I think I got like. Do you remember this? I got like a quarter of the way through the first verse and, and literally stopped, stopped and went, oh, crap. And I pulled out my phone and I, I had like, 
I did something with the capo at the same time. I was just you tuned and then you looked at the lyrics. I full stopped. And we're all just sitting here watching him. He's like, hold on. And we're like, (laughs) Sarah, his vocal teacher's like, oh my God. (laughs) I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, well, they would rather me know the words to the song. Uh Right. And it was not professional, but you know, I was maybe, I was probably like 17, 18. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not good with the off the cusp stuff. I think I've done like to like they weren't we publicly in your, front of people your church welcomes too no i'm not going to talk about my church welcomes because people who watch the podcast already know about that um no like there was times where like it would just be the worship team hanging out together or whatever and we would do like she'd just be playing and people go into different songs they're like if you think of something if you think of a song you want to go into just like go into it and mm-hmm. i'd be sitting there like oh my god what well, has this chord burger like I cannot do the like. Yeah. They'd start singing. I'm like, oh yeah, that does go. You my, know what I mean? But yeah. my problem with this, with like spontaneous stuff, is is that I'm that guy that like if I hear something that I think is really good, I literally pull out an iPhone and I start recording. I'm like, yeah. I, there's a couple where like a w- couple members of the team have like gone off and I'm like, we need to make sure we can remember this if mm-hmm. we want to. And so yeah. I start recording like whatever's happening. Yeah. And then I just kind of like my brain wants to go into writing mode. So I'm like a new idea, you yeah. know. Um, I hear you. I love that. Or like but, be in the moment, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a dream collab? Of like another artist you would love to work with? Um, I think maybe Pharrell mm. would be mm-hmm. really awesome. Um, because he's got, you know, the production thing. That dude is incredibly smart. Yes. There. Yeah. He's amazing. Like, uh-huh. and when you recognize, like, you look at like the Despicable Me movies too. Yes. Like he directs like the the overarching group of people that mm-hmm. make like all the scores and stuff. That's just Yeah. That's such a uh what do they call it? like a range mm-hmm. of ability to work in different environments. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. he has a really good voice too. Um my dad um generally compares the way that he's at least um on Happy to Curtis Mayfield, who's one of my dad's favorite artists. Mm. Um but yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. And I watched. Uh, um, we were doing. Um, I was working on a mix a couple of weeks ago, and we had a. Uh, I watched a video of a guy that was working. He was doing the. I want to say he was doing some sort of processing on a Pharrell song. It was Pharrell was on it, and there was another guy on the verse. I literally watched mm-hmm. like his little seminar on how he approached both their vocals and like the differences between them. And yeah. so, yeah, I actually just was watching stuff on, on Pharrell's voice, which is cool. We mm-hmm. used to watch uh, the voice way back when he was on it or whatever. And he I, had think, that big I can't remember hat. if it was you or someone else who said I would pick Pharrell because like he does like so much different stuff. Like you'd have so many options he, on his team. I think he hears whatever potential you do have like yeah. in a voice like because he's a producer's ear so mm-hmm. i i just felt like when I, we were watching and you were like looking at other judges it's sort of like this like um you know if you want to go into rock you pick adam if you want to go into country you pick blake and mm-hmm. where i felt like pharrell was very much like able to approach any of them yeah which was really cool for sure yep. yeah have you ever auditioned for anything like that just curiosity um, i feel like you would do really well mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people say that, so yeah. thank you. Um, <laughs> Her too. <laughs> I know people, I have no interest in doing that, but. Well, you have a very lovely voice, so. Thank you. You know, if we go, we can go together. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> do it, do it. If enough people wear us down. Yes, indeed. I, have you ever done it? I haven't. No. Um, I've thought about going to The Voice. Um, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just 
thought of it, so I'm going to share it. I found this um, letter that I wrote to American Idol when I was like in second grade because oh. I was upset about the decision <laughs> that they made, and I just found it um, like last year like when I was going they, through. Old- like who they chose, or yeah, or they sent the person that they sent home oh, that okay. week, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what I thought I was going to do with it, but it's written out in my second grade hand. I'm very. Uh, dissatisfied or whatever I said with this decision I don't think that it's right <laughs> um, do you remember who it was no I don't like who went home that you were a big fan of I don't second grade. I know in second grade that Ruben stuttered one okay. and my mom was in grad school at uh, UNC Charlotte and Clay Aiken was also graduating that year too which yeah. I thought was cool but um no, I, I don't remember what the decision was. I just know I was upset and I wrote a letter to, to I think I addressed it to Paula, Simon and Randy. So, <laughs> That's, yeah. awesome. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. So we're, uh, we're running a little low on time, gotcha. but uh, I, I know we can, we'll, we'll do it the sort of what we need to, but I have two questions left, but I know you said one of them you try to refrain from doing, so we might cut it if we need to, okay. which was, are you working on stuff behind the scenes and stuff you yeah. want to tell us about? I with, mean, without yeah. it being, no, we're, we're cool. It's not um, set in stone. <laughs> I mean, it's, there, there's no telling when it's going to come out, but yes, I'm, I'm working. I actually have a whole album, like the, the tracks that I want to do on it. I have the concept. I have, hmm um everything pretty much written and yeah there's just no telling when it's gonna (laughs) actually make it out into the world um but the i know what i want the first single to be uh it's actually the song that i'm planning on playing today oh awesome yeah so that one's called cover okay yeah i was gonna Uh, can you give yeah (laughs) well that was that's perfect because the next question is is will you tell us about the song you're doing today yeah sure um, so this was a song that I wrote 2017, I think it was. Um, and it's actually about a guy that's married to somebody else now. So mm. that's fun. He wasn't married to her at the time. Um, but yeah, I thought for the longest time that we were gonna, you know, do life, uh, together. It just didn't work out that way. And, um, you know, we're still cool and everything. And I have a song that that people seem to to like a lot and relate to a lot i don't know this is a love song i don't know what else to say (laughs) other than you know it's about him and it's a love song awesome awesome well melody thank you so much for for being on the show i think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it here um is there a place that people can go to find you on like social media and stuff you want to shout out yes i am most active on instagram which is not saying much because we've got to get more consistent there but um it's e-m-a-e-j-a-i and actually if you search that on facebook or uh youtube as well i'll come up e-m-a-e-j-a-i for maj well thank you to everybody who has watched uh this episode or listened uh without further ado here is kappa by maj bye Better find out how it's taking So tell me what you're thinking, babe Why 
while you're at it Go and tell me what you're drinking, babe Wanna be a cup of tea, boy, brew just how you like it Be my coffee in the morning, waking me up Free refills when you need them Cause you're a pleasant baby Overflowing my cup, oh Thank you. 